And without further ado, record to this computer. <laughs> Amen. Here we are. And the church setting, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, preacher. It's Sunday. We're allowed to say stuff like that. So. <laughs> we really are. How the heck are you, kid? Um, I'm so peachy. I've had just a heck of a week. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. me tell you. <laughs> See, it's really annoying because now we like save our best stories for the podcast. So all week we'll be like, I have a really big thing to tell you. <laughs> but I can't tell you right now. Like, okay. Because you can't ask any more questions without getting even more curious. So it's just the price we pay for our art. <laughs> for our 32 listeners. That's what we do for you. Oh man. Don't even get me started. Are I was offended. <laughs> I told Luke about that. I was like, I am offended. <laughs> this is half my podcast. Well, you don't know me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was just a lot of effort. I'll get into it when we get to that point. But the effort that they he put into finding the listener count on an episode is hilarious to me. But like, so. why? Oh, we'll talk about it. You'll see. I have, okay, well, the, I have I, the receipts. So. I have actual like nice things to talk about and okay. they're about me. So let's, start let's do that. that. <laughs> so... I keep getting all these DMs and I assume they're just like spam, but they're from like trainers slash like influencers, which is my least favorite word. Like, you know how some people hate moist. Sorry if you're one of those people. For me, fitfluencer is the most annoying term. Why can't you just be an influencer? Why do you need your own term? You're anyway. So I keep getting these messages on my Instagram. Like, Hey, want to follow you? And at another point in my life, because a lot of them are male, some of them are like female that I think are just like MLMs that are targeting me, which is fine. You know, I'm old. I may not have a job. They don't know. So um, a lot of them are male. And at one point in my life, you know, like 18, 19, 22 year old, even Hannah would have been like, oh, okay. I see you slotting into my requested files. Um, I'm now at the point where I'm like, I think they may actually just be, no, just like old. So I think, I mean, like, yes, I'm also married, but, but I think now, like my first thought is like, do they think I need training? (laughs) Is my profile picture given? Cause obviously my account's private, but it's like, does my profile picture look like I need a personal trainer? (laughs) So I keep having these like internal, like monologues about like, oh man, can't believe that guy's trying to follow me. Wait a minute. Is he trying to follow me because he thinks I'm a potential client? Oh no. (laughs) You should just like take it, send them a survey from now on. Like your only response is like a survey (laughs) and like list the reason that you chose to follow me and then give them like a multiple choice (laughs) and then just note if you check because you're old and you probably need some tightening somewhere, I will be reporting your account. (laughs) (laughs) So if you know it's good for you. Choose option A, which is you are a goddess. Yeah, there's, I mean, I guess I just don't understand the currency of social media, but people who don't know me request to follow me. And I'm like, what is the, what's the draw? Like, it's not like I have like some public link on my page. I don't have anything that would be like, come, come, <laughs> like, invite me to your follow-up pool. <laughs> like, there's, there's no apple from a witch in the woods. Like there's nothing that's drawing these people in. And yet somehow at least like once a week, maybe every other week, I'm getting these requests and they're always from like, I think they're targeted because a lot of them are like, Jesus lover, mom of five. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why are you me? Like, 
boy mom. Yeah, something like that. But I'm like, what's what's the upside for you here? Like, what if I say yes and then I don't follow you back? They unfollow you. Here's the thing. People how much research did they have to do to find me though? People only mean like maybe you showed up in their explore page at one point or another, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know any of, you know what I mean? Like I get followed by randos all the time. And my, my theory is that a lot of these people will do mass follows. And then when you don't follow them back, they unfollow you. Like they'll unfollow you regardless. But I think their whole shtick is like, follow you, get followed back, unfollow you, raise my follower count, not follow people. I don't know. I feel a lot better about it because it was really starting to scare me. I'm like, is there something I can't see on my page that is like (laughs) telling these people like a bat signal? Like I want followings. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) What could also be happening is so my profile is public and I have the link to the Instagram for the podcast in my bio. So maybe they're going there and they see your profile name as one of the co-hosts. So they hop over to your page and it's like a whole thing. So. I mean, it did start before the podcast, but I am also mm-hmm. willing to accept that some of these people are clairvoyant. I mean, they're making money. I mean, I literally taking pictures of themselves. So they're magical at some stage. <laughs> like, it's a I don't know. <laughs> it's a surprise. Um, I don't know. Who can say money, but I am very interested to like, cause every time have you ever seen like an influencer do like a blog post? I'm like, this is how I make my money. And it's literally like all the math scrolling through it. It's like, and then all of a sudden a brand transfers me five keys of cocaine. I mean, $500. And then like, there's just so many pathways. And yeah. then at the end of it, I made $85,000. And you're like, what? Like, how did we get here? It's too much work though. So I, I just, I couldn't open myself up to that much. Like, I don't even like people that I know contacting me all the time. <laughs> so I definitely couldn't be like, Hey, let's do a poll. <laughs> I do. A, I, get, I get a lot of DMS by guys who are into women being financially dominant, which means that they what just, that even mean? they get off by people spending their money. So like sugar babies is what we're saying. But you, the whole thing is they want you to spend their money. That's it. That's like their whole shtick. Like, yeah, it, but wouldn't that still in the Venn diagram of social relationships fall under the bubble of sugar baby? I think it would have a small crossover at, at one point. You know, like the Venn diagrams, they have three circles and there's like a these two and then these two and then a little bit of these three, but not all three. It's like, yeah, that, so. I think the crossover is people who end up dead. <laughs> I think the, the murder is the crossover. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was pretty close to death this weekend, so... All right. What else about you that you want to talk about? Okay. The other thing I really want to talk about, um, I have, I have two more. Um, the other thing I really want to talk about is important from social media. And it came to me this week. I shared it with Emma, but now I need to share it with you because listeners, all 32 of you, you are so important to us. Um, so I started following this Shits Creek fan account, which is like very good content 97% of the time, like mm-hmm. 3% of the time. It's like the owner being like, Dan Levy is everything. And I just scroll past those real quick <laughs> because the rest of the content's gold. But they came out with a, there's two versions, a David Rose and a Moira Rose, Shits Creek horoscope, like for each month. So mm-hmm. I was like, should we put them on the podcast Instagram? And Emma said, no, no, 
let us do a dramatic reading. <laughs> Truly. Um, and knowing your love of Moira, I'm happy to let you read Moira's and I shall read David's. Please so please. as I quietly transition with my professionalism to this page, Emma is now going to pull up the Moira version. So seamless and technology. You um, <laughs> did so great. Okay. So Aries. And each one, in case you're not familiar with this kind of a post, each one is like a picture from the show and then a quote from the character, in my case, it will be David, that embodies the horoscope personality or is like a joke about him. Okay, okay. quick note before you start, there might be interference from my upstairs neighbors because they're bowling on their hardwood, so. Like bowling bowling? I mean, I don't know. It's what it sounds like to me. So I just assume they're up there doing like extreme sports, you know, they're like parkour and it's all the time, so. All the time. I hope they have like a really big scooter that they just like <laughs> ride across <laughs> their apartment, yeah. They do have a thousand children, so it's not out of their own possibility, so. One thousand. <laughs> I counted. Okay, all right, please, <laughs> pr- please proceed. Okay. <clears throat> David Rose reads horoscopes. Aries. You know, being approachable isn't that important anyway. The queen hasn't smiled since the 70s and her birthdays are still very well attended. I have no idea what month each horoscope is, so take from this what you will. <laughs> <laughs> if you relate, great. Great. Virgo. I'm trying very hard not to connect with people right now. Leo. In case you didn't know, I'm wildly popular. Some <laughs> might even venture to call me beloved. Is there a horoscope when uh, it's all of you? <laughs> I'm like, Emma, I don't think you're a Leo, but that's <laughs> I'm not a Leo, but I have to say. Uh, cancer, which is mine. I've been burned so many times. I'm like the human equivalent of the inside of a roasted marshmallow. Is that true, Hannah? Um, decline to comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yes. Read, yes. <laughs> Gemini, the idea of me life coaching another human being should scare you a lot. (laughs) Emma. (laughs) I'm a great life coach, I have to say. Do everything I do. Giving myself a grade, it would be an A. (laughs) So. Uh, Taurus, I thought I was shame eating in private. (laughs) I feel like that's Hannah a little bit. I don't really shame eat. <laughs> I don't like people watching me eat, but I don't think I yeah. shame eat. Because mm-hmm. I think shame eating is like quick and like squirrel like. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's me when I'm like downstairs eating shredded cheese at two in the morning when I visit home. <laughs> um. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> That's all of them. Okay. All right. Moira's turn. Mm. Virgo. I manned that front desk with the vigor of a wartime radio operator. I don't know any Virgos. I don't off the top of my head, so I don't know how to relate that to them. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know any of the months except for my own, and I think they changed. So I don't know. I'm an Aquarius for life, regardless. So take from this what you will. All right, Leo. I was served by an intimidating woman at the front desk with an unrecognizable accent and scary-looking attire. And what might this have to do with me? <laughs> oh <laughs> me cancer oh i'd kill for a good coma right now amen sister seriously <laughs> gemini and in this photo she's wearing that wild green wig i can't feel my tongue but i know it's there because i'm talking 
we all thought that at one point or another. <laughs> um, Taurus. David stopped acting like a disgruntled pelican. I just want a collection of Moira's insults to use on people because they like are a little coffee table book. <laughs> they are both concise and confusing. So. Right. And the last one, which is Aries. Gossip is the devil's telephone. Best to just hang up. Oh man, she said it to Twyla in the cafe and she started the conversation. And then she's like, gossip is the devil's telephone. Best to put it down. (laughs) I had a friend and I was going to make this part of my tea, but I'm just going to mention it now. I was out with some friends yesterday. We were doing this national conference. So we were all doing it together because we all work together. So we were just sitting and on our laptops all at the same time. And she, we were talking about, I don't know, but she looked at me and she goes, she goes, do you know who you remind me of? And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> that's a lot that could go wrong here. Brittany post conservatory. <laughs> who framed Emma? Uh, no. <laughs> Free Emma. <laughs> she said, Moira Rose. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I was like, you could not have given me a better compliment than that. That's so ever. good. So at Jules, that. if you ever hear this, thank you. It's like a deep pool in your heart that certain compliments are just like sploosh, like right in there. Oh, yeah. And then just warmth spreads through my body. So, and my last thing, right, is that lockdown deliveries are my new social events. So, <laughs> you just talk to the postman for like ever. You're like, so hi. No, I don't, I don't want any personal interaction. It's oh, the things that I'm getting that are the oh, social event. So I've had, I've, I've said before, I've been on a major skincare journey. You right. know, she's still on the path enlightenment is coming or a larger bill who can say. And so I have been getting frequent deliveries um, of different skincare products and some of them of clothing. I'm very excited about them. And honestly, I like plan my week by it. I'm like, okay, the UPS tracking date says this is coming in on Tuesday. So on Tuesday, I'm going to like, I schedule my whole day around it. It's a very dark but satisfying time because that is like the bottom of the social barrel. (laughs) So here we are. Yeah, I, um, I'm that person, you know, that meme, it's like a person unfolding a chair and sitting like right outside on the curb. And it's like me after pressing place order on Amazon or, you know, whatever the website, I really resonate with that because I'm just like, I've seen a lot of the Bernie memes for that too. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm happy to have those, those have died down. I have to say so. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, was that, was that it? Is there anything else? That is all that's coming to my mind, but we have quite a, a lengthy episode oh, today. What an episode we have, but don't worry, it's lighthearted and fun and very Gosh, niche to very <laughs> specific people. So if you don't like it, we don't care. And if you've never heard of it, restart your life, make different choices. <laughs> There's only 32 of you, so it's not that big of a deal. I can't wait to explain that reference because I'm so I excited. really think there are more than 32 of you. And to each one of you, you are special stars. Thank you. We love you, truthfully, because even if there was only one of you, we would be doing this. So, even if it was just us listening to us, we would. I would absolutely enough to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Well, we should probably actually start the episode now. I'm excited to do that because we have talked about everything else under the sun except for our topic. So, everything, truthfully. I am Emma. I'm Hannah. And on this week's the transcontinental tea the tct 
<laughs> tay, 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 tay. <laughs> We're talking about something that, you know, has really molded mine and Hannah's personalities over the years. 100% shaped my life. Has truly shaped who I am as a person today. You know what they say about teachers all the time? Like they mold and shape your lives. They're some of the most impactful people you'll ever meet. For me, this is that. Yes. And like I can mostly remember some of my teacher's names, but not that many. <laughs> Mrs. Ash, my second grade teacher. That's all I've got. So I won't name them because nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, they do care as far as I'm concerned. So they really are taking notes right now. <laughs> We're down to 31, but it's fine. So <laughs> this week's topic is topic. Going to, it's going to it's going to be referred to by the niche reference oi with the t already because we put t in all of our titles <laughs> are you guys also, getting it <laughs> i mean i suggested another classic today because we are going to be talking about i would call it the generation maker gilmore girls mm-hmm. we are obsessed if you are not obsessed to the left <laughs> um, i mean it's not i would like to point out it's not us just being like i like this episode like we have a fun little game surrounding it don't worry guys listen we haven't failed you yet we say Truthfully. to ourselves <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't failed me yet so that means none of you have been failed yeah so. obviously you're as entertained as we are so <laughs> buckle up no it's honestly that gilmore girls is such a an amazing show and something that genuinely has shaped both of our personalities in a major way and it's not so much a play-by-play of like any of the seasons or anything like that so if you haven't seen it there's not going to be too many spoilers I wouldn't think I would encourage you to go back and watch it because genuinely it's amazing tv like the amount of no but just statistically the amount of paper that they got through they did a 45 minute show with the script length of an hour and a half show it was so, so like good the so speed good. of speaking alone took special training so it's it's just a it's an amazingly intelligent well-written fantastic show such great pop culture references literary absolutely references, so much so much good anyway so we are going to do a little fan sewed, a little fun trip to Stars Hollow, and we're going to get some tea on the way. We're going to go to Luke. We're going to love it. We're going to drink tea there. He's going to be mad at us. It's going to be great. <laughs> He's going to shout at us for being on our cell phones. It's going to be great. <laughs> I love it. Okay. But before we do that, I think it would be wise if we just took our teeny tiny saucers and took a shot of this tea of the week. Tiny tea at the ready. It is tea time. Yum. Tasty tea. Okay. Um I'll go first this week. Okay. And it was just an unprecedented event in my life. And as soon as it happened, I was like, this is my tea. Breaking news. Here's what happened. I was walking the dogs earlier this week. Wow. And it was, it was um probably like midnight. That's the latest I take them out usually on like my non work. It was a weekend. I think I can't remember. Time does not have any meaning anymore, but yeah. <laughs> um, I try to take them out as like as late as possible before I'm like ready to pass out because then they have to wait less time to go out in the morning. It's a system. Sure. So I was walking them and this guy 
it's New York City, so it's not shocking for people to be out and about at all hours of the night. So this guy's walking and he says hi. And I'm like, oh hi. And then he he just starts yelling. And he says to me, I, I wrote it down because I was just like, what? And I, I had already walked away at this point. Like I was on the corner and I turned left to go down the street. And he was walking just straight at the corner that I had just been in. So he said to me, I shouldn't feel blessed because he said hi to me. He doesn't owe me shit. And I, I, you. <laughs> I, I was like, I lip, I meme. That's <laughs> uh, uh, all I said was hi. And I wasn't even just like, hi. I was just like, hi. Just a normal hi. Did he look like scruffy or drunk? He, he was walking straight. He didn't. I mean, he wasn't homeless, you know, he didn't, I mean, maybe he was tweaked. I have no idea. I didn't pay that much attention to him. I just said hi to this person who said hi to me. So it's possible he was drunk, but it's also possible he's just from New York City. So it was just a really weird moment for me. And I I stood there and I was just like, I... I just didn't respond because I like, what do you, what do you say to that? You know, like, okay. okay. I'm just, <laughs> I was just being friendly. I'm sorry. But if I had ignored you, like, what would I like? Who knows what you would have said? So, See, this is why I don't talk to strangers. <laughs> this, um, it was just a mo- it was just weird. And I, I was, um, at a loss for words and I just started laughing. I was walking the dogs, just like laughing to myself. Cause I was just like, what just happened? So uh, at that guy, I hope you're feeling okay. (laughs) Sorry about your life, Travis. (laughs) I didn't feel blessed. I have to tell you. (laughs) I was under no illusions that you owed me anything. (laughs) Especially because like, I just, I didn't ask how you were. Like you didn't have to respond. It was fine. We would have been okay parting ways, but it's okay. I parted as friends, but no. (laughs) (laughs) You ruined that, didn't you? Was not to be. So anyway, that's mine. Amazing. Well, as always, mine is a string of very tiny things that under normal circumstances would not be newsworthy, but here we are. So number one, I learned to play Canasta this week with my in-laws. So it is a card game that my husband and I are freakishly both really good at. I'm not sure why. Um, And it was genuinely fun, which I think tells you about the low points that we're reaching in lockdown where like card games are like, woo! (laughs) What's the premise of the game? So it's a card game that you're playing with a partner. So you're playing like, imagine like we're sitting across from each other. You're playing with a person across from you. Okay. And you're trying to get seven of a kind of whatever card. There's two decks of cards in the set. And so each team is trying to get seven of any of the cards. And the more you get, the more points you score. Gotcha. There's additional rules, but that's the premise. So how many do you draw at a time? Like what's the... You start with 11 and then you draw one at a time, discard one each round. Gotcha. Okay. For all of you who are so thoroughly interested in this, I'm very (laughs) sorry. (laughs) You just got like a walkthrough of Canasta, but if you're interested, YouTube some. (laughs) I love card games, so... I am a card game fan. If you were to ask me, hey, would you play a board game with me? I would much rather play a card game. Like... Mm -hmm. 11 to 1. Whenever I'm home for a holiday, my family and I, we all play bullshit together. Yeah. And my brother does this thing. I mean, when he's on, I'm going to have him do it. But whenever he, if you don't know the premise of bullshit, just teeny tiny sidebar. It's basically a game of lying. Like your whole goal is to get rid of all of your cards at any cost. So, but you go in order. So you'll be like ace. We start with ace usually, even though that's technically not like the lowest card. And then we go, you know, two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera. And then you just keep going round and round. 
and you can discard multiple if you have more than one, obviously. So I could be like, oh, two threes or whatever like that, you know? So what he does- But the goal is to pass off cards that are not the right cards as the correct cards. Right. Yeah. So that you can get rid of them. Like that's, you want to empty your hand. Yeah. So, so if you had one, two, you might say three twos right. in the hopes that you could lay down multiple cards that were not twos and Correct. nobody would call you out on it. But if someone does call you and you're lying, you take all the cards in the middle. And then if they call you and you're not lying, they have to take all the cards. So that's the premise of the game. So here's the actual point of my story is that my brother does this thing that is so funny. He'll, he'll like, he like sings when he puts his cards, he'll go, here it is, here it is, two threes. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just so funny. And I'm going to have him do it when he's on here, but that's it cracks us up. Anyway, what's I developed program? a signature move amid canasta. I'll tell you on the okay. back of this story. Okay. There is a card that is called the black three, which makes sense because in any deck of cards, you'll have two black threes. There's four in this because again, two decks of cards. But basically it means that the pile that is the discard pile that you can normally pick up is useless. And so I kept picking up the discard pile. I really enjoy doing that. And each time, (laughs) I don't know why I started saying it, but then I like kept saying it because it was really entertaining. And I leave you with a black three. (laughs) Every time I would pick up the discard pile, there would be a black three in it. So, and I leave you with a black three. (laughs) So that's my singing in the... There's always singing involved in games. You know? Uh, So (laughs) the other thing was I had a really emotional, like borderline therapeutic experience watching a movie this week. It was uh, The Happiest Season, which I've heard a lot about and mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of references from that I thoroughly relate to because it's a Dan Levy movie with Kristen Stewart. I almost called her Kirsten Dunst, but that's the wrong one. That's not her. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. And he, Dan Levy plays John, who I am thoroughly entertained by. He's always like tracking people. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> if the government can do it, so can I. <laughs> and he's always like tracking people wherever they are. Um, anyway fantastic movie but the movie was way more emotionally gripping or i've Mm. been in like social isolation for so long but i wept at certain parts of this movie like it was so good but i got so invested i was like (gasps) and luke was sitting next to me he's like are you okay Okay. (laughs) no moment for them so heavy (laughs) it was multiple points too i was just like quietly crying for as long as i could and then there was a plot twist and i was like (laughs) no pretense he was like i thought you were having trouble breathing or something like no i was trying to cry on the inside like a winner (laughs) it's fine so that's my other tea we we live very exciting lives (laughs) i would say the edge of my seat (laughs) You just never know what's coming next, you know. Just me think I'm going to zig a zag. <laughs> so right. I think we should do product next because I feel okay. like Emma's bees is really going to take some time to digest. <laughs> it's reflect. a while. Right? So, okay. Yes. Let's do a product. I think I will go first because okay. mine are probably boring, but I like them nonetheless. So my first product is Madewell clothes. Madewell, the brand 
I've been sleeping on them. I'm not going to lie to you, mm. dear listeners. I, I've seen Madewell stuff, and to me, it all looks like the same free people, like urban outfitters. It all just kind of blends into a haze of crop tops and weird gypsy prints. So I, I kind of pass by them. Mm-hmm. But I have gotten three or four pieces from Madewell now, and I have thoroughly liked each one of them. Hmm. They're great clothing. They're made well, and they are just really oh. flattering. Oh, <laughs> what an unexpected draw! <laughs> and they're just really flattering. Like I really like them. So big up to Madewell. Um. Okay. Snaps for Madewell. And my second one has actually been, I think, what some would call the line of privileged, like. I have become so privileged that dot, dot, dot would be a great cards of humanity card, but, (laughs) but I have become so privileged that the amount of zoom meetings that I'm on, which is not a lot, like I don't have my phone at work. It's not that many, but the amount of zoom meetings that I'm on per week prompted me to buy a phone holder because it was starting to hurt my wrists. I felt like Kim Kardashian when she got carpal tunnel. So (laughs) she was taking too many selfies and it took a toll. And (laughs) I, have gotten so fed up and ever since I got this phone stand I'm like oh, it's just bliss so mm. it's called you are must you are must yeah <laughs> and it is a phone stand slash holder and it comes in a myriad of colors I opted for rose gold for black. <laughs> but it's it's just a fantastic thing it has like an adjustable spine almost like a selfie stick so you can have your phone vertical or horizontal for meetings and you just put it in front of you and it's honestly fantastic mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend moral of the story i am must <laughs> you are must <laughs> but yeah my my scope of privilege has now just broken <laughs> like, <laughs> there is absolutely my no hand hurts. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want Hold my phone for this internet meeting. <laughs> I just use my laptop, but you know. Yeah, but the, no. <laughs> it says no. Because you have to like send a link from your phone and it's just a whole thing. Mm. No. Okay. Yeah, Hannah says no. <laughs> well, there has been a solution, so it's okay to your listeners. All right. Over to you, Emma. I. My mom just texted me the other day and I don't have them yet, but I'm excited. She sent me some silk face masks for the face mask pandemic issue that's still ongoing. I have some and they're fantastic. Yeah. She said they're really breathable, but like they don't make you out like this, this and that. Like the ones I have now, like they're just such a heavy cloth that like whenever I go to the gym, I can just feel everything just sitting there. Well, and that's one of the reasons that you're supposed to get silk pillowcases is because cotton is really bad with developing like microbacteria. Yeah. So even if you're cleaning it regularly, unless you're cleaning it every single day before you wear it, which most people just don't have time to do, you're getting a lot of bacteria over and over that the cotton soaks up, whereas silk is antimicrobial. Yeah. So I'm really excited about them. So we'll see. Hopefully they're pink. It's a surprise. Hey, (laughs) my second one is not a new product, but it's just something I've been revisiting from my childhood. And that is my PS2. Okay. I rehooked it back up to my TV because I had been playing this game on Xbox one. That was just like, I was stuck on a level and I was frustrated and I was like, "Ah!" so I was like, I want to revisit games that like I'm familiar with that have bad graphics because of ocd because of ocd this this game on xbox one is a new game i will say but 
I like to revisit. I've played the Dishonored games probably like 10 times. I love them so much. But anyway, I just recently played, I think it's called Tack. It's like the tiki themed game where you have to get this like scepter or something like that. I can't believe you don't know what I'm talking about. It's iconic. I'll, it's, I'll put I a photo I have to tell you it. the Venn diagram that is my video game knowledge is a very tiny circle way in the corner. Yeah. So it's fine. I will post a photo of like the games I've been playing on the gram. You forgot to post your Nick snapshots. I remembered that listening to this week's episode. My what? Your Nick snapshots, your screenshots. I'm old. Your screenshots from the Nick dilemma. You said you would post them. Oh, when he re-messaged me? Yes. Okay, I'll post them. Okay. Yeah, let me make a note. On air reminder. <laughs> Nick slash PS2. Okay, I make the note and make the screenshot. Okay. So noted. Moving on. <laughs> and that's all I have. And now, now is the moment. <sighs> okay, everybody. Our, get a snack. Get, get a stretch. <laughs> it's time for Emma's bees. Here we go. oh boy tell us okay we're Um, tucked in we're ready to cry (laughs) the most important fact that you need to know about this story is that we knew each other for exactly 24 hours by the time this thing blew up that's it 24 hours that's all we had okay not all you had though was it (laughs) oh i wish it had been but let us move forward um because i know you're listening to this sir I don't know what nickname to give you, but whatever the knockoff version of Eminem is, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Eminem like the candy or Eminem like the rapper? The rapper. So like not so slim shady. <laughs> I mean, very slim physically, which was interesting. But in extremely the metaphor- slim and extremely shady. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So okay. that's what we're going with. Anyway. So noted for the record. <laughs> I... I have shared my dating exploits for a while and I feel that I am quite honest about all of it. You know, I don't. Everyone like... in their car right now is nodding. I don't, I don't need to see them. I know. I know. So <laughs> like, yes. I will say I'm not perfect and I'm not always proud of the things that I do, but. Nobody's perfect. You got to work it. As Hannah Montana, the philosopher. <laughs> Hannah Montana <laughs> so I will say that, and I'd like to explain why I did this as well. I frequently, I wouldn't say frequently, but in the past six months at least three times I've had a friend call me to get me out of a date it is I would say one of your go-to moves correct I am not good at faking illness and if I'm not enjoying just directly telling someone I'm not interested in you and this is the end of this particular (laughs) dating experience and that's here's why though because I have gone through dates the whole date stayed chatted everything that the whole kit what is that that phrase the caboodle that kitten one caboodle that one yeah the kitten caboodle um and i'll get home and then i'll be like hey i had a fun time with you but i don't see this going any further sure and wouldn't you know that the response much of the time is ire towards me mm, and not literally the word ire <laughs> <laughs> no ire, ire. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, their reaction. Then please change <laughs> and start sending. Instead of just like sending me angry paragraphs, just send the word ire and we'll just call it. Same, same message received. <laughs> so this is why I've reverted to this move because I, I'm one of my people pleasers. I have a tough, like, I have trouble disappointing people anyway. So I don't want to hurt someone, you know. So it's just easier for me to dip out in a subtle way. But also because of the reaction that I get when I am honest about it. Mm. it's a lot of you led me on sort of thing you know mm-hmm. and I would just like to say it's okay to not like somebody you know it's okay to decide you're not interested yeah I, but my 10 cents on this is I still think the best method is to just tell them but I'm a very direct some would say blunt person and I don't really do like chit chat or small talk very well so if I'm not enjoying myself I genuinely will leave And so I have a very, I understand, like I have other friends who are people pleasing and it's not my nature. I don't like to disappoint people, but I'm very willing to cut people out. So I I understand that it's really hard in the moment to look at someone in the face and go, I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) And and because genuinely, like I, I wasn't going to disparage you shady, but because of what you sent me. I'm just full blasting this at this point. I was not, I did not want to hurt him. I didn't. I wanted to just dip out and be like, okay, great. You know, like, what? Um, and what was the emergency on call? It was really bad. <laughs> um, it was my friend Damaris's roommate's boyfriend wouldn't leave her alone. So I had to go. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I would just tell someone to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. But like, what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> You're five three, And like, yeah, you can lift a lot of weight. For the last time. <laughs> and yeah, you can lift a lot of weight, but I don't think that gets you like, anyway, uh, well, the whole premise was I was just going to go. Yeah. She was just going to run out to my car and we were just going to leave. Like that was the whole thing. So sure, 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 sure. Um, anyway, like I said at you, I was not trying to do this to be hurtful at him, not you, Hannah. At- no, no, no. I'm thinking I have committed a grave sin, which is I have cut you off from explaining how you met this human. Well, we are in the, the bees. We're in the hive. And so we met him on social Bumble. media. Bumble. Yeah, okay. Bumble. So, right. And I will say that at first, like it was good, what I thought to be banter back and forth, but I, I realized now maybe I need to reevaluate how I talk to people sometimes, because I feel like maybe the translation is lost when I, if I tell you like, oh, so like if like you say something that I think is attractive or like funny and I say a joke about like, let's just get married now. I don't mean it. And I, I don't know too many sane people other than like the people who are on 90 day fiance read not sane that are serious if they've known you for less than six hours and they say let's get married now and I think they knew that I wasn't being serious about that but I do think that they maybe thought I was more attached than I was you can also use male pronouns I'm just gonna leave it there I didn't think about it that way I mean he is obviously I am interested in men this is a guy so I know I'm like he's a boy so you can you can anyway he um I don't think he took me seriously with that, but I do think, like I said, he thought I was much more attached than I was. Um, and I would just like to point out, like when you listen to this, I talk to everybody that way. So I hate to inform you, you were not special. Um, anyway, moving on, I go over and I make a trip to go see him. And I'm really glad that I did because otherwise I would have waited till Sunday and wasted two more days with someone who was secretly insane. 
So, so you talked to him for less than 24 hours or yeah. So we, we chatted and then I was like, you know, like I'm free tomorrow. Like let's hang out. So I did. Okay. What was Um, the plan to do? Just to like hang out over at his place and he was going to like make dinner. You went to his place? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to bring him to my place. I don't ever let someone come to my apartment ever. Emma. Okay. (laughs) Patterns are dangersome. (laughs) They are so (laughs) going to get you murdered and stuff in a trash can. And I can't have that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how long it takes to groom a best friend? (laughs) I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Anyway, um, I, he definitely called me on the it was really bad i'm not surprised that he saw right through it (laughs) and i was just like i was trying at first to keep up the pretense but then eventually i just dropped it because it was clear to both of us like this this isn't true this was a terrible lie (laughs) (laughs) we can no longer go forward Uh, but he texted me (laughs) after the initial text where he was like like you know like oh that was sketch and i was just like like i stopped responding pretty quickly (laughs) and I checked his story. He had posted a photo of him flipping off the camera and being like, life is good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's just, that's so passive aggressive. And I just unfollowed him at that point because I don't, I don't play games like that. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not here to feel bad about not liking you. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to extricate myself from the scenario. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because How I don't know you. Particular dating excursion. Did you extricate yourself? huh how long were you there like about an hour about an hour okay so you guys what like sat on the couch and talked, we just talked. yeah we just talked and you remember when i went out with kenny who is a good guy and i'm not going to disparage him at all on this podcast we just didn't have a, a connection it was a lot like that when i told you like the kind of humor he had okay yeah it was like that and i was just like i just didn't vibe with it and I will say that sometimes it's different in person than over text. So you know. I would argue it's always different. I was talking to a friend of mine about this and like, I think that's one of the hardest things about social media is you can have a huge or dating apps for that matter, but you can have a huge chemistry with someone electronically and then face to face. There's nothing. There's nothing. And, and, and it's not that either of you were misled or, or anything like that. It's just organic chemistry is different than text chemistry. Yeah. So I will say like, looking back i wish i had handled it directly because i probably could have avoided this whole thing but in the moment i never know how someone's going to react to me saying like i want to leave well yeah you're putting yourself in an extremely dangerous scenario by going to their house by yourself and (laughs) of course it would be extremely dangerous for you to with an unknown person go i don't like you in their house (laughs) probably not smart so i i just play i just did what felt like the logical move at the time so to quote gilmore girls as a preamble (laughs) in this parade of stupid and dumb i'm the one twirling the flaming batons (laughs) it's me hello (laughs) anyway (laughs) i i unfollowed him and he checked he looked and he texted me about it and oh boy hannah i'm just gonna show you the screen this is what happened so i definitely want like all of the conversation but if you need to save some of it for time purposes then i'll give you the highlights um i want to know what the first two were because i think we need a primer like the first text he sent me was like you could have just said you weren't feeling it and i was just like "Eh." (laughs) okay i was i was saying friend (laughs) and then he just said okay and then i didn't respond to that because i was like well i don't have anything to say you know like i'm not going to 
story like i'm not going to create a huge web of lies for this like that's it's not that significant you know no, i'm not going to one string just no the one, one linear string i don't need a web you know that's too much effort for someone that i it's like a clothesline <laughs> so uh and he was like at first he was just like like oh wow like i feel like that's just kind of crazy that you would do that and i was like well that's not why i i didn't unfollow you on socials because i'm like i don't like you like i unfollowed you because i don't like passive aggressive stuff directed towards me on stories like i think that's stupid sure so you took the flipping off as towards you i did i felt that it was very direct and i i don't i don't think that he can say that it wasn't just because of the timing and his attitude about it so i sure and i was just like i'm not into that i don't feel that i'm unfollowing and that's why i want you to know that it's your fault and that's why so he just said whatever and i and i was just like he said you're that's psycho that's psycho that you would do that and I was like I feel like that's overreacting a little bit you know and then he said put yourself in wondering a- why we're still talking at this point <laughs> and he's like he's so correct I, I was wondering that as well so he says put yourself in my shoes and I was like hey you know like I'm sorry if it hurt you it was not intended to do that you know like we've also known each other for not point not two days so, so. And then he just kept going and he was like, okay, well, like, no worries though. And I was like, clearly it's worries because you're freaking out <laughs> over this. And he's like, you made your point. And I was like, what point? It's social media, you know, like I- You I, made I, your I, position clear. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. And then he just said, you could have just explained, but no worries. And I was like, okay. And then he just kept going. You could have left it at the okay, but you didn't. And now I'm going to read your text on a podcast, but it's okay because only 32 people are listening. So, and he called it, I'm not going to swear, but he called it a dog crap podcast. He did. And to that, <laughs> I take so much offense. Well, I read it out loud to my husband and I was like, this person <laughs> decided that they wanted to step into the tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would just like to point out that's an ironic statement to me because this man is an aspiring rapper. Oh, okay. Now I understand the Slim Shady thing. And (laughs) he has an album dropping. No. And I didn't listen to it. I'm not going to, I don't care to. Best wishes. Warmest regards. I'm just going to say in the sphere of which is more likely to be successful. And that's all I have to say about it. So. But can we actually hear the rest of the text? Because they are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Course. And we're going, we're going to keep going. He said, immature, good luck. Please lose my number. And then he sent a lot of like crying, laughing emojis. And I was like. Oh, is that why you did all the like delete my number things for I didn't yeah. say that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to ask number. because I figured it was about a guy thing. And I was like. Yeah. Well, well he said, lose my number. And I was like, ooh, I never saved it. <laughs> <sighs> I never save someone's number unless I've like been talking to them for like at least a week. I don't, mm-hmm. just don't. Um, and then I said, have fun in Florida. And then he kept like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read mine because like I, I told you for a while, I was trying to keep going with the pretense of like why I left because I was not trying to be like a hurtful she person. She was in danger. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you know, like, oh, well you called me a liar and that's why I unfollowed you and this, this and that. And he did call me a liar and I was lying. He's not wrong, but I would like to say- He accurately diagnosed the he lie. He did, but it wasn't because I was trying to be like a, a jerk about it. It was because right. I was trying to safely take myself away. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he was just like, 
you know, you could have just been real and that's sad because you said you were real. I'm sorry I even invested time in talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's been less than a day, but man, you're still talking. <laughs> now I told, I just said, you don't know me. So I understand your reaction. You know, I wasn't trying to be like, def- at this point I was like, I'm not going to try and be defensive anymore because like, obviously he knows and there's no point now that I'm gone in carrying on the idea that like I'm on my way to Bushwick to rescue someone. Um, you are immature. It was, me. It was rescuing <laughs> it, me. <laughs> true. He said, you're immature. You don't understand. Good luck. I've never even dealt with this before. It's crazy that you were acting like I was perfect, which I told him, I don't think I acted that way. And I told him at this point, this is when I was like, okay, I'm going to be real about this whole situation. I was like, I don't think I acted that way, but I think you come on way too strong. And I told you, like, I don't like to be love bombed. And that's you not, say he loved you. No, no. To me, love bombing is like when you become very, very attached and affectionate. Okay. Really quick. Okay. <sighs> no, I would have been like, bye. <laughs> no, but I told him honestly, oh. like I did not unfollow you because of any of that. That's not why. Like, yeah. I've explained now on the podcast. Why did I unfollow? And then he was like, yeah. when people send LOL excessively, like, I know that you're really upset. So he was like, you're unreal. And I was like, you feel how you feel, you know? Like, I don't know how you'd still be responding. He would have, he would have gotten blocked from me. But if I were the type of person to keep well, responding five messages ago, it would have been thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs he up. said, you're thumbs a psychopath. Up. You definitely need help. And I was like, I'm already in therapy. <laughs> so... And also, like, this is the like the tip of the iceberg of my traumas. It's that Rihanna meme that's like, if you think this is crazy and then it's oh, level buddy. one. <laughs> you have so much I'll post a screenshot so that y'all can see the journey. Like because I told him I'm not gonna like he told me that he thought I was gonna lie about this. And I'm not reading the text word for word, but I have no problem telling you guys, like I did try to go along with the lie for a while until I realized it was fruitless and I was very safely out of Westchester. So then I told him I'm already in therapy and he said, you need to go more. You're effed up. And I was like, chill. And then he said, nah, spot on, bro. And I said, all right. (laughs) And then he said, he's never met someone who's as two faced as me. And then it's what I said. This is the last text that I said guarantee you have spit the same stuff regardless if I had been honest or not in the moment because like I've said this is a reaction that I get regardless of how I leave the scenario over attachment coupled with unclear expectations yes so and I actually ended up finding a video very similar to my situation on TikTok where I screenshot the comments of other women being like I've told men the mature way that I'm not interested and I still get crazy harassment so really there's no win with this sort of this sort of person not all guys whatever but in this scenario and that's when he sent me one two three four five six about 10 more texts i didn't respond to any of them can you Um, read those because i think those are going to be the climax (laughs) definition of you need help and you are the exact woman you said you're not like are you on crack I don't bullshit. You clearly do. You're a class A bullshit artist saying to me, you're going to send a thousand texts and you're going to blow my phone up and you can't wait to see me. But like insert sexual comment. Then this makes sense. Grow up, dude. Looking forward to hear you talk about this in your dog shit podcast. No one listens to. 
And then because I didn't respond to any of that, two minutes later, he sends me that Instagram message where he's like, can't wait to hear you spin this on your dog shit podcast only 32 people listen to, which is an upgrade from the no people, he said. And second of all, how dare you? (laughs) I also, I just like, when I pointed this out earlier, it's just the effort to go to find my podcast on SoundCloud and see the number of listeners on an episode on average and then to like throw that at me and i'm like you're trying to be a rapper it's just like why are you still looking at this point i don't know so to me what do you gain by all of this yeah so especially because of the short time frame that i've known this person take the take the l and move on you know like when guys do this sort of stuff to me no way am i blowing up their phone about it because it's been a day you know, if I were to talk to you for like weeks, I wouldn't do this to you at that point. I would be honest because at that point I've invested, but at this, I, I had, I had no investment in this person. So I was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean that much to me to have a friend call me to get out of the date. Like, I don't think that's that big of a deal when I've only known you for a day. So how hurt can you really be? Apparently very. But there were red flags when he would like prefer, he's like, oh, I'm so sick of dating, you know, shitty women, this, this, and that. And I'm like, if all you're dating is shitty women, there's one common denominator. If you meet, uh, do I want to swear? No. If you meet a jerk in the morning, they're probably a jerk. If you meet 99 jerks throughout the day, you're the jerk. So anyway, like I said, I have no problem admitting that like, I'm not, I don't do my proudest work when I try to get out of date sometimes, but I felt his reaction was absolutely insane. Like so wild. I called my mom and I was like, uh and she and I just cracked up about it because she was like what she was like you dodged like 20 bullets and I was like clearly we (laughs) also need to have a separate therapy session about why you're going to these strangers houses um listen mom call it mom don't listen (laughs) why does Emma continually put herself in the plot of gone girl (laughs) asking for a friend Mm, anyway um, I'll leave the bees there because everyone else has just been chit chat in the usual like insert random sexual comments, etc. Any Bristol slash Max updates that we need to know about? We're just we're still chatting, you know. Um, we're transcontinental. We are transcontinental, <laughs> as with all of your best relationships. I would really, say. he has not exhibited any psychopathic behavior, so he's already like <laughs> at the top in my books. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yep. Yeah. That's the bees. Whoop. Good God almighty. I'll well, post the screenshots because I don't know that trying to talk about it and read the text at the same time. I'm not sure that everyone quite got the point of like how insane he sounded. So yeah. I'll post the, the receipts. When you're at 10 texts in a row, you've, you've jumped off the cliff. You have yeah. crossed into crazy. Especially <laughs> when you, when you ended it has like, no worries. Like just leave it there. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to say. There's nothing. You don't need to tell me that you think I'm a psycho because I don't care. I don't care at you. I don't care. I only have confrontation with people I care about. Otherwise I just leave the situation. Like, Like, (laughs) and you know, if I had to do it over again, clearly knowing you as I do now, I would super lie to get out of it because imagine how he would have reacted to me if I had been honest if his I just uh, uh no I'm terrified he'd be buried with the other crappy women that he's dated. So, oh we're all so crappy whatever man it's bumble it's not that serious like let's chill so <laughs> let's chill 
So okay. anyway, <laughs> we have a new little audio intro that's very specific to this episode that I'm, I'm really so excited, excited for it. I just want you to know that this was specifically curated by us to you. You're so welcome. Anything at which you serve tea is a social engagement. That's it. I'm going to get a tape recorder so you can hear how pompous and condescending you sound. Well, uh, Emily. No, I wouldn't want you to take my word for it. I might be delirious from all that tea I've been drinking. All this tea I've been drinking. This gold. Honestly, gold. <laughs> okay. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to do a little quiz first? Yeah. Okay. So Emma has a quiz for us that I'm very excited for. We might I do this ages ago. It's going to be a quiz mostly for me, given that you've read it nine times because we plan to do this like two months ago. I actually haven't read through the questions yet. <laughs> it's a surprise. Great. <laughs> so we have a quiz and then we're just going to go through a couple of uh, relationships that were, I would say, pivotal. I would, um, would also say iconic uh, as part of the Gilmore Girls franchise. So okay. over to you, Em. The quiz that we will be doing is titled, this quote unquote Gilmore Girls trivia has 34 questions. Can you get at least half of them right? Now the content, I don't know what it is. I have not read through it. I imagine it's just random tidbits of information throughout the episodes. So- I would be willing to bet you that we get a high percentage. I would say probably at least 100. I would say 110. <laughs> So we're going to play in the, the way- worst politicians ever. Whatever <laughs> we go to. <laughs> um, I'd be a great politician. Just <laughs> I would just like to point out that my opponent over there. Hey. Is wearing an ugly jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what is that tweed? <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's dive we'll in. Digress. Gilmore Girls quiz, number one. Let's the number it. one question. What was the name of the private school Rory was accepted into? Chilton. Correct. It is Chilton. Number two. Number two. Now, the way they're set up is there are four different options. So I could read the four if you'd like, if you don't know the answer. I'll call the that top. a default. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are the names of Lorelai's parents? Richard and Emily. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay. Hannah's question. What is the reason of Dean and Rory's first breakup? Dean told her that he loved her and she didn't say it back. That's true. The answer for them is Rory couldn't say I love you. Well, of course they have an incomplete story. <laughs> okay, my question. Who took Tristan's part in Romeo and Juliet? And that would be Paris. Very true. They had to give a little schmackaroo. <laughs> All right. Oh, good apothecary. <laughs> <Some click. laughs> Paris was iconic. Okay. So good. <laughs> Hannah's question. What was Lorelai's first job when she arrived at the Independence Inn? She was a maid. Big facts. She was a maid. She changed beds. <laughs> My question. Where did Dean and Roy's, where did Dean and Roy first kiss? And that was in Dozie's Market. Mm. In the cornstarch aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She bonus stole. <laughs> she stole cornstarch. <laughs> what did she steal? Oh, okay. For Hannah. Who is Dean's friend that Lane desperately wants to go out with? Todd. Todd. <laughs> yeah, man. I hated that guy. I like your shirt so much. Yeah, thanks. It's my sister's. You don't know what shirt you're wearing? <laughs> Honestly, though, he would have been the kind of guy I had a crush on in high school. You absolutely would. Absolutely. Probably would still talk to him today. <laughs> yeah. um, would entertain. <laughs> my question. What movie did Dean and Rory watch on their first date? 
which I believe was Willy Wonka. It was indeed. Because they were over with Lorelai there as well. Just to bring back a nice QI-ism. Is the right answer. Is <laughs> the right answer. Okay, Hannah's question. What day of the week do all the Gilmores have dinner together? Friday night. <laughs> Friday night dinner mm-hmm. at seven o'clock. Which coincidentally, Friday night dinner is also a sitcom here in the UK. Hmm. And it's about a Jewish family whose grown sons come home for dinner for Shabbat. It's actually very oh, funny. Very cute. Okay, my question. Why did Rory end up in jail? And that was because mm. she stole a boat. She did. She stole that yacht because Logan's dad was like, you're not a good reporter. And she was like, this is a logical response. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? Steal a boat. <laughs> Post season five, Rory was insufferable. Dark. <laughs> so, okay. What is Luke's nephew's name? Luke's nephew's name is Jess. That's correct. Jess. <laughs> Jess. Okay, my question. Why is Lorelai often thrown out of Luke's? This is a, okay. This one's a little tough because they have two reasons think she was hard. thrown out. I'm like, don't think Talking on the phone. This one's yeah. talking on the phone. But also going behind the counter would have been one because she did that all the time. Yeah, it's definitely talking on the phone though. Yeah, he has physically thrown her from the front of the room. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay. What college does Rory go to? Yale. Yale. But she got accepted into Harvard and Princeton as well. Harvard because Princeton. she's the main character and they can do that. My question, how did Jess get a black eye? And that was from a swan. Very true. A swan beaked him in the eye. It's true. And swans are vicious, so that's not out of the realm of possibility. What's he lulling us into a false sense of security? <laughs> I love when they go out and look for it. It's so funny. Okay. What is Kirk's girlfriend's name? It's Lulu. Lulu. Oh, she's so cute. But they also, it was funny because she dated his brother as well. So. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Also, super fun fact. The actor who played Kirk was just like a random cast in the first, like the pilot episode. And they brought him back as a recurring character. He started out as the manager of Joseph's Market. And he was initially just in the pilot as a totally separate name to install a DFO line for Lorelai. I've seen the show a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I always, every time I see the episode, I'm like, inconsistencies! Because they act like they don't know him, and then all of a sudden, they've known him their whole And then life. it's Kirk. <laughs> okay, my question. How many daisies did Max give Lorelai? And I believe that was 1,000 daisies. It is 1,000 yellow that daisies. Absolutely. She, had, she gave one to everyone in the town. Mm-hmm. What is the name of Christopher's child with Sherry? Gigi. Gigi. Short for Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I want that nickname, but for Georgiana. Yeah. Well, for the better version of the name, really. Truly. Where is Dean originally from? And Chicago. Windy City. Oprah. (laughs) Oprah. Yep, that's it. (laughs) Okay, for Hannah, where does Jess work? Jess works at Walmart. (laughs) Walmart. Picking up 40 hours a week because he's skipping school. Naughty boy. When Jess got on that forklift for the first time, it was like an extension of himself. (laughs) Big wink. Okay. My question. Who is Dean's first wife? And that's Lindsay. I think Dean's only wife so far. <laughs> I think they rebooted and he was married. Maybe that's what they're referring to. But the reboot doesn't have Dean. Yes, it does. They meet in Dozie's Market. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just to right. close out the story, I'm sure, is the only reason. That's right. I genuinely um, remember him in it. So that's how significant the moment was. I honestly liked Lindsay personally. Yeah. I thought she was prettier. She was like those girls on The Bachelor who get the villain edit. Where like yeah. they are all of a sudden like crazy and throwing things and you don't understand why. 
And then if you watch the behind the scenes footage, it's like people being like, thing, 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 thing. And then the girl goes crazy and they're like, great television. That would be me. So, yeah. Uh, Who is Jess's father? Jess's father is Jimmy. Jimmy, who is now in California. The hot dog king. Hot dog king. I hate that guy. He's only in that season, right? Like he disappears forever again. Yeah. 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 And then his wife ends up playing Anna Nardini, who is the mother of Luke's Is that the same actress? Mm -hmm. She has short blonde pixie cut, but it's the same one. She also is the chicken friends who has the uh, fake leg. It's true. That Joey threw into the fire. Yep. (laughs) The prosthetic is the term that I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) The wooden leg. She's a pirate. It's a surprise. I knew I went. I you look at their face. It's obviously the same woman, but I don't know why I never connected the two. It's because they like basically scalped her for the other thing. Like she has very tiny amount of blonde hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My question is, what is Luke's daughter's name? And that's April. And that's also my least favorite plot point. So yeah, I can't stand the I April Martini storyline. I don't. I don't understand. They just needed a reason to break Lorelai and Luke up, and that was it. So yeah. anyway, for Hannah, what kind of this whoever wrote this doesn't know how to spell vehicle but what kind of vehicle does christopher drive in season one in season one he drives his harley truth that and eventually sells he eventually gets a volvo but it has a really good sound system so yeah, it's <laughs> not not as much of a sellout it's fine okay my question is where does rory move after dropping out of yale and that is the pool house at her grandparents house we have a pool house for stray dogs, Emily. Love that innuendo. <laughs> Truly. I would also like, I would go crazy living with them, but I would love to live in a pool house like that. So I would love to live with Richard and Emily. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> I would I mean, just adhere to the rules. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, imagine you were dating Luke and they were like, yeah, well, he can never come over here ever. So it's a very rustic. Oh, they would have a field day with Luke. My Luke. <laughs> Oh, yes, they would. Because <laughs> he's like Luke, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For Hannah. Who runs town meetings? Taylor Dozy. Honestly, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> so good. He's consistent, and I love that, so. We have leash laws, people. <laughs> yeah, I love so him. quotable. Mine is, what month were Lorelai and Luke going to get married? And that was in June hmm june 3rd june 3rd r.i.p oh super rip i wouldn't get married on june 3rd like that might sound excessive but i don't think i would i don't think i'd ever get married in the summer at all oh just don't i already sweat me. a lot please don't make me do that <laughs> it's just the most uncomfortable thing like i love going to friends weddings but summer weddings are one of the main plagues of our time Truly. like climate change Brittany being in a conservatory conservatory conservatorship something like that oh yeah 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 yeah. and then summer weddings and then summer weddings. <laughs> very yeah. high on the list so yeah okay um your question is where does jess's dad live jess's dad lives in california and he's supposed to live in venice beach is the like storyline right supposedly mine is who owns the independence inn and that is mia I love Mia. Who's also played by two separate actresses that are very distinct looking. So different. That's <laughs> fine. So. But I like later Mia a lot. Yeah, later Mia's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
except they also mixed up where she was going to live because original Mia lived in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. And then new Mia lives in the Carolinas with her husband, That's new true. husband. That's where they got married. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Howard loved him. Okay. What is Lorelai addicted to? Coffee. Coffee. But also burgers. So. But also ice cream. Also food. <laughs> so. yeah. um, what does Jess say to Rory when he returns in season four? And he tells her that he loves her. I mean, he says a lot. <laughs> the only, the very important thing he says is, I love you. And then he runs away. He says, I'm yeah like i'm leaving uh well he left in the on the bus right to go to california and then he comes back to get his car that luke had hidden away yeah and then he runs into rory multiple times and she's like i get to run first and she's like yeah and then she runs away from him he chases her where did you learn to run like that and then she goes what do you want jess you know i've thought about this a lot i've played this out in my head and i'm really interested in what you're gonna say and then he he goes i love you and And then he goes Gets in the car and drives away. Drives away. So what are the great? <laughs> what are the options? Oh, um, you are my everything. I need you, and then something else. But it was Can like imagine Jess so. saying you are my everything. <laughs> <laughs> Never in his life. Even new Jess wouldn't do that. So. No. Okay, fill in the blank of Lorelai's line. I smell no no. I love snow. I love snow. Oh, and this is very fitting. Mine is oi with the blank already, which is poodles. Oi with the poodles poodles already. (laughs) But we have obviously redone the title to fit our podcast needs. So, okay. For the last question, which is Hannah's, who does does Rory end up with? Well, technically Rory ends up with no one because Logan at the end of the actual Gilmore Girls series proposed to her at right before her graduation from Yale and she turns down the proposal because Mm -hmm. she feels like she's too young she's not ready and he's like if we're not getting married then I'm moving on he moves to California they break up and they also get back together and then they unbreak up illicitly in the dead of the night (laughs) his poor fiance anyway the we got 33 out of 33 and they said you're basically a Gilmore congrats you've definitely seen the show more than once and have a strong stance on who Rory should have ended up with go celebrate with a burger from Luke's stay tuned because we about to get into the Gilmore guys so just as a brief kind of intro in case you are not Gilmore fiends like we are <laughs> unfortunately, there are some major points that I think any person who would want to watch Gilmore girls should know okay number one Lorelai and Rory are very distinct characters. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they're the same character. And oh. so it's just like a younger version and they're very distinct Two, the pop culture references in the show taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fantastic writing. And then the third thing, they both go through like so many different phases and, and growth periods through the mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. that their relationship dynamics are interesting in and of themselves. It's just, it's a great show. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the Gilmore guys. So what that means is we are going to go through each of the gentlemen that Rory dated, which are three. And if we have time, we'd love to talk about Lorelai's because the relationship content is really good. And I think it's relatable. Even if you don't watch Gilmore Girls, the Mm -hmm. plot points are relatable. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Let's just start with Dino. Dean. I mean, truly, could you have asked for a better first boyfriend? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the answer is yes. And I will tell you why. Because Dean was very weirdly insecure. So whiny. Yeah. I I mean, I I liked him up until he's like, I can't date someone who doesn't say I love you after three months. Like, bro. Chill. My biggest problem with Dean was that he was directionless. I, yeah. I think I've said this on one of the iterations of why shouldn't you date people <laughs> in general that we've had, um, but he, he didn't dead. ever have a plan. <laughs> Love is dead. Keep up on your dreams. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't ever have a plan. You know, he always yeah. like in high school, he got like average grades. He played basketball just kind of because he never had a strategy, a plan, hockey. a goal he was working towards. Oh yeah. He did play hockey. He didn't play basketball. He, he should have. He's tall. He should <laughs> Anyway, he played hockey, but he didn't ever have a goal that he was working towards. He didn't even know if he wanted to go to college when he was finishing high school. And I know a lot of people at, that I went to school with who were the same way. And I just think in general, if you don't have something as a person that you're working towards, and that doesn't have to be school, that could be a job, that could be a small, like a small business or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. You have to have something independently or you'll start to obsess about your partner. And I think that's what you see in the Rory Dean dynamic is Mm -hmm. him constantly picking apart her choices, her life, because he doesn't really have anything going on for himself. He doesn't have anything he's working towards. So when she's making decisions, rightly so, based on her needs and her goals, because she is not married to him, him, she is penalized for that from him mm-hmm. because he, again, doesn't have anything of his own that he's holding on to, And so he starts to kind of become obsessive. He spends way too much time trying to see her and trying to pull her away from things to pull him closer to him, mm-hmm. pull her closer to him. I will say I did feel for him when Jess entered the scenario, because I know what it's like to watch your significant other start to like someone else. And it's very depressing, but what that happened to you in high school. Yeah, I mean, like, I dated the worst college dudes in high school, and it happened, so. Got it. It was great. But anyway, um, I, I, I felt for him, but at the same time, it was like, you're so young, that's just bound to happen anyway, so, like, let it go, you know? Like, I don't know. I thought he was very angry. <laughs> Definitely needed. He had a lot of male um, fits, <laughs> I'd call them. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, you know, like, I didn't think he was the worst, but I definitely think that, um, she was his, his whole world and she just couldn't relate to that or, and no one can uphold that. So yeah, nobody can handle that weight. And I think he wanted something from her that wasn't realistic for her. Mm -hmm. Like she was never going to stay in a small town and quietly raise children. And he had that one episode with the um, Donna Reed Donna Reed yeah where like she did the whole like dinner is anything dinner and just blah, blah, once blah. but you know yeah like, but like she was like she's never realistically going to be in the same space as him and there's a phrase here that's like punching above your weight which is like you're dating up you're mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. dating someone who's out of your league and I, I think that but not because of looks but because you're reaching for something that is unrealistic for your partner. So you're trying to like someone who would date you, for example, if they wanted you to be an Ohio wife, like, you know, buys half, uh, two and a half story house, buys Labradoodle, buys Honda midsize SUV and gets 
you know what you know what I mean like gets to try tea lattes all the time like it wouldn't be realistic for them to expect that of you so of yeah. course they would be in essence pulling you down not that they're less than you but that they're pulling you to something that isn't for you right and similarly I don't want to force someone into a life they don't want of moving abroad you know exactly it's so. the same principle yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump into Jess because we could go for a, that's a whole different episode, which we've done. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so Jess, I love Jess because I thought huge Jess fan. He and Roy vibed the most. They were meant to be. What I didn't like was Jess's immaturity at age 16, 17. Yeah. Right because, guy, wrong time. Right guy, wrong time. Because he was so angry, you know? And I don't think he could have realistically treated anybody right. So well, he had a lot of abandonment issues. So yeah. you have to go back through his past and say his dad abandoned him when he was like a week old. Mm-hmm. And then his mom was constantly dating other people, was constantly passing him off basically to mm-hmm. her next guy or to meet her own needs. And then sent him to live with his uncle who he barely knew yeah. in a separate state when he was 16 because she just didn't want to deal with it anymore. Right. So on top of all of that, now you mix in that he has this weird competition dynamic with Dean and I can understand why he acted the way he did, even though it was incorrect. It was Mm -hmm. like a desperate cry for help. Yeah. So when he comes back, when she's in college, he's renewed. I loved him even more then, obviously, because he wrote a book and it was so cute. And then Logan's reaction to him was like, I thought Jess handled that very well because he was, he normally would have like thrown a punch and would have called it because like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm beyond that. And I, yeah, I, I thought that Rory was really good for Jess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those are two people that could have been in the same sphere, you know, could have been in yeah. the same city doing different things, pursuing different passions, but they could have been in the same box. Yes. And I think that was something that was distinctly different where uh, Rory had to kind of entice Dean into asking about things that interested her. Jess was already interested in a lot of those same things. Mm -hmm. So he naturally took an interest in the things that she was reading or the Mm -hmm. writing or doing. And And I thought that their banter with each other was much better. So sure. I think the biggest thing is like a lot of times I've seen people and this isn't, again, this isn't just TV. I've seen people write a relationship off. And I think instead of doing that, you have to look at the context of life that it's surrounded by. Mm -hmm. So it might be the right person at the wrong time. So Mm -hmm. rather than going, they were completely wrong for me. Look at this, this, and that go, are they the right person for me? And then a lot of people just aren't willing to put in the work because Mm -hmm. it takes time to recover from trauma. It takes time and therapy and emotional breakdowns to come through that and be ready to emotionally handle a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people aren't willing to make that investment. And so they pass on something a la Rory with Jess that eventually could have been a really good relationship. And maybe it was, we don't know because they left us on a cliffhanger. So but let's go into Logan. Mr. Huntsberger. Okay. I once again believe that they had much in common. They're both intelligent. They both go to the same college. However, yeah. familial differences. And I think Logan, I think will always secretly harbor this like, I brought you in sort of attitude, yeah. you know, that I just don't think it would ever would have worked for them. Not because like Rory's family had money, like her grandparents had money, but because she's not a trust fund baby. 
you know, who lives this like fast and loose lifestyle. I just think I just, I saw her go downhill once they started dating. So. Well, and once again, he doesn't know what he wants. And so he reaches for the closest thing, which is why he ended up having a lot of cheating issues. He ended up having a lot of, I mean, even in the reboot, he was unfaithful. And I think Mm -hmm. that's because if you don't, if you don't have focus, if you don't know what's important to you, if you don't know what you want, you're just flowing through life you're going to hurt people and you're going to make bad decisions because Mm -hmm. you don't have any sort of code or compass that you're living by. Or if you do, you're willing to throw it out the window for something that you think is going to fulfill you. And I will say that in the reboot, we see Rory do that as well because she doesn't have a job. So she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. So she makes poor decisions because she's just desperate for something. Well, and that's why you can't make career your idol. You can't make it your life because Mm -hmm. your career also can't support your hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. If you're investing all of this time, energy and life and you're sacrificing family or you're sacrificing friends at the altar of your career, your career is never going to love you. And I know a lot of people that are like, yeah, well, my success is worth it, blah, blah, blah. I don't need my career to love me back, but you do because if anything happens to your career, your entire self-image, your, your identity goes down the toilet mm-hmm. and you can't place it on such a fragile thing as career. Yeah. Nor can you place it on another person. Right. It has to be, I mean, for us, obviously, I think we, we place it in a faith-based area, but if that's not your thing, place it on yourself because you might disappoint yourself, but you also, you can fix that. So yeah, you can be accountable to yourself, whereas you can't control the actions of other people and you can't control the world around you. So of the three, I'm always going to be team Jess. Always. Yeah. If, if you put a gun to my head and said, you have to choose one right now, because I would like to take traits from all of them, really. Truly. And make a super Frankenstein human. But I would pick Jess. Absolutely. Uh, I teeter on the border of Logan. Occasionally, I'm yeah. like, I mean, I don't think they were bad necessarily. It was, I mean, they were horrible at certain points, but <laughs> there were some points where it was just toxic, 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 toxic. They live in the house. They worship at the house of toxic. Like Ugh. it's it. Um, Huberty Spears. It's toxic. Especially during her like dropout phase where he was like, okay, whatever, you know, like you're not doing your due diligence as someone who like loves her. So yeah. Preach that you let her go. And Jess was like, you're stupid. <laughs> Yeah. And she was like, you're right. <laughs> so, But that's just it. You know, if you, it's truth and love. If you speak the truth, but you have no love, it's hurtful. And it doesn't have a buildup capacity. Like you can't make anything better. And if you speak just love without the truth, it's just fluff. It doesn't mean anything. There's no depth to it. It has to be truth and love. Yep. All our Jess. Because once again, mm-hmm. we love Jess. <laughs> We do. Do we have time for Lorelai's guys? Because um, also great content. I do want to talk about them, but we've—I I don't know that we have time to really go through. She's got a lot, man. Okay, really quickly. Let's do. We um, can do Luke versus Chris or Luke versus Max. We have time for let's that. Let's do Luke and Max because Luke and Chris is really obvious. Obviously. Um. So Christopher is Lorelai is Lorelai's first boyfriend and Rory's dad. Right. She got pregnant at sixteen, which is why Lorelai and Rory are closer in age. And he kind of reappears periodically on the And there have been times when I think they could have worked together, but obviously the timing never worked for them. So it was just, it was what it was. So Luke versus Max. Now, if you don't know, Luke is the diner owner and has secretly been in love with Lorelai forever. And he saved a horoscope in his wallet. It was so cute. And then, so I think that Luke is just a great, 
option for like a husband overall just because i think that he is like a teddy bear on the inside but he's also like scruffy oh i just love him so much but um max i think fits lorelei's intelligence better yeah so it's complicated because i I think of max as less masculine Mm -hmm. i know what you mean not like in in a gender role sort of way i think you just look at the two of them and you have like the way they are presented in the show scruffy outdoorsy luke and you have like like smart smart wearing max (laughs) right which is not to say that's not masculine in its own right but just the way they presented it i think was a very distinct difference between the two yes um i personally would have gone for max I think Lorelai should have gone for Max. I think so too. Not that I don't love Luke because I am always team Luke. I married a Luke, basically. I adore um, Luke. It's true. Huge Luke fan. That said, Luke has a lot of what I would call latent singleness. Mm-hmm. So he loved to make decisions by himself, which yeah. is fine when you're dating. And you should do that when you're dating. And even when you're engaged, I would say, because you're not married you tomorrow could break up with this person. Mm-hmm. You should not make major life changes because you're engaged to someone. Engagement's in all the time. Again, all that said, Luke made most decisions in a vacuum. He didn't mm-hmm. really run much by Lorelai. He wasn't in the custom of bringing two lives into one household. He was mm-hmm. very much like, we're companions, we're roommates, we're lovers, but we're not going to be sharing every detail. Right. And- I think for him, a lot of that was he was abandoned in an earlier relationship. And I think he had a lot of walls that he didn't acknowledge that he needed to let down. Mm -hmm. And without doing that work, he then took all of that into this relationship with Lorelai that had been so much anticipated that at any sign of trouble, he buried it rather than dealing with it. And then created an even bigger mountain for them to have to climb to get to a successful, happy relationship. And I think with Max, he is a very healthy, balanced person. I think the problem for Lorelai is he was probably too good for her. She has a lot of relationship issues of her own. And so naturally she's craving something that's a little bit complicated. She wants a level of, I would call it unavailability Mm -hmm. because I think men are very available to her and I don't think that she trusts it. So I think the more that it's like an open book, an open door, like Jason giving her the key, you know, like it's very triggering to her. And I don't think she's done the work to deal with that of like, why is this triggering? Why can't I trust my significant other? Why do I want this level of back and forth in like intrigue and complexity? Mm -hmm. So I think Max would have been a better fit for her lifestyle wise and maritally, I think they would have been happier, Mm -hmm. but you know, Luke's an amazing guy. So uh, he's loyal. He's very loving. He's extremely generous, but I think Max would have been a better partner for her. Yeah. I'm, I'm team Luke because I love Luke, but I'm like team Max for Lorelai. So if you were a relationship counselor, you would choose Max. Max, like, I mean, like that way, go. <laughs> you want to be happy? Go. Left. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you own. Beyonce yeah, your way yeah. out of here. So, yeah, that was devastating for me as a plot point. I was like, no! <laughs> I wasn't devastated because at that point you still hadn't had a Lorelai Luke moment. And I think yeah, I the show that. needed it. I think what would have been better is in lieu of a Christopher return, like the re-return, I think we would have preferred a Max re-return because yeah. Christopher coming back 
it's really the same song and dance. There's no yeah. growth. It's just him trying to make the same 16 year old relationship work with 30 somethings. We're in totally different spaces. Once Sookie's wedding had happened and he had to go home because his girlfriend was pregnant. That's when that should have ended. Or like maybe a, a quick dalliance, but not the Paris trip. Why? Why? It just, but it even like the when good- she, when she and Luke broke up and she went to Christopher, I was furious. But it's also a good lesson of you can't always like in the same breath as I've said, like, don't write someone off. It might be the right guy, wrong time. You can't always look backward for a solution right. to your present problem. Mm-hmm. You can't always run back to comfortable spaces or comfortable relationships thinking that it's somehow going to be different this time, quote unquote. Right. You know, it, it doesn't mean that. And the person who, I, I think it was a, some sort of a reality TV show quote, but it was, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you are not in a space to date someone and you know, it's because you have irreconcilable differences, like 10 years is not going to make those differences magically go away unless those differences are no longer existing. Mm-hmm. You have the same bad relationship that you had then. Yeah. Can relate. I dated a guy twice. Bad vibes. Sucked. <laughs> So 10 out of 10 would not recommend. So, because ultimately like it answered my questions, but I I think I knew what the answers are going to be when I went into it. So, yeah, I think when people are like, oh, if I don't do it, I'll never know. I think if you sit down and you press yourself or if you have a friend press you, you do know, Yeah, you know, that, you know, that, you know, you just don't want to admit that, you know, because it crosses an option off your lift Mm -hmm. and you're probably in a vulnerable space. You're probably looking for something at that point. Yeah. To me, my, my hard limit with someone is two times. That's it. Once we've tried twice. My hard limit with getting screwed over is 50. 51, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I saw this tweet and I, I think I put it on my story and it said like, you only get 115 chances with me, so don't screw it up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so anyway, I love Max forever. He's my favorite. I want I his sweaters. I love Luke so much. <laughs> I married a Luke. That's so... True. so. I think this visit to Sars Hollow has been wildly successful. I had lots of fun. I now really want Alice pancakes. I am Hannah. I am Emma. And that's the tea.